All right, guys, before we get into this episode, we have a big announcement. We have chosen our top three finalists for our contest with Four Successful Living and Diesel. These three contestants will be moving on to the final round and will receive a mystery box from Diesel filled with product. They will be challenged to use that gear in their final lifestyle video to compete for the $2,000 gift card to bnhphotovideo.com. We are super proud of all of our submissions. It was really hard to narrow down the top submissions um you guys really brought the heat so it was pretty fucking difficult but uh without further ado we're proud to announce our three finalists and they are drum roll okay i'll do it myself magna i'm reading their instagram names magna chris Matteo welsh it's me gustava so you guys are the three winners that will be moving on to round two uh, we will reach out to you and get a hold of you and, and set you up. Um, congratulations, you guys killed it. Thank you guys again for competing in this contest. I'm proud of all of you for getting out there and creating um, more to come in 2020. But let's see who wins the the, the gift card on this one. Um, I'm excited. All right, let's get to the episode. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you some motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. This is my co-host, David Malave. What up, Dave? What's happening? Today's topic, guys, yes. is uh, the art of picking selects. Yeah, and you're probably... So, Ben, well, what is a select, what man? What is a select? What is a tell select? The people, tell the people what a select is. Uh, yeah, so if, you're, if you don't know what a select is, like my mom who listens to the show every single day, um, a select may be... Say, here's an example. If you're a photographer and you go do a shoot and you shoot 150 photos... Um, you're not gonna, those aren't all gonna be great photos. So when you go to the editing process, you're going to pick your selects. You're selecting your favorite photos from the shoot. So you might narrow it down to like a total of 15 photos instead of 150 because those are your bangers. So that is what a select is and that's why we're calling it the art of picking selects because there is an art to picking selects. It's not easy. Um, and we came up with this conclusion because we saw in our in our private Facebook group, um, one of our Black Window Cream members had actually made a post, uh, Dan Griffith's pronunciation on 10 right on there. On 10 right there, let me tell you. Thank you, you very much. Um, who's actually, it says he's a conversation starter on there. That means he posts a lot. That's dope. Shout out to Dan. What's up, yeah, Dan? Shout out to Dan. Uh, he said, building a portfolio. I can't be the only person here who struggles majorly majorly Jesus can't talk today struggles struggles majorly when it comes to selecting the best photos for a portfolio being a perfectionist after going through my galleries I always end up with way too many photos left in my selects and it takes me forever to really cut them down I always get stuck in thinking I don't want to leave that one out or that one or that one and so on I wonder whether anybody has had any tips or advice on how to select the best photos from the bunch how you can be more brutal when it comes to selections. Would love to hear how everybody else goes about doing this. I think that's, it's, it is a brutal process, you know, and there's a couple tips that we have about how we like to go about doing this. So we're going to get into that pretty soon. But if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, that means that you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without farther ado, I bring to you 
This morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast intro ever created, right, motherfucking? <laughs> Some fucking notes, you bitch. Yo, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Guess what? Santa's coming, and so is Black Widow Cream with some heat for those holiday special episodes. <laughs> Dave, what do we have in store coming up soon? We're gonna do a little, a little festive. Uh, morning roast celebration of Christmas yeah. next Wednesday. So yeah. I know all you guys are gonna be hanging with your family, opening some presents. Hang with by the tree, but don't forget about your boys. Because we're gonna be here. You can catch us with some Santa hats on, potentially drinking some alcoholic Christmas beverages, answering y'all's questions. Yeah, we're gonna do. A, we're gonna field some questions before we record it. Maybe even take phone calls to be to yeah, be continued. We might just we might just make we're gonna make it a fun time. Yeah, so that'll be fun. So definitely tune to that episode and the New Year's Eve episode. We're gonna be highlighting some uh, some bangers from 2019. So yeah, we're gonna pick out like some of the best lessons that we. think think we learned from the podcast all year and wrap those up and get ready to freaking turn up 2020 you heard me uh, obviously black window cream is growing because i never in my life have we ever prepared anything for the podcast it's usually like let's just do it right now and put it out and then move on and now we're thinking two or three weeks in advance so yeah. that's pretty dope hey thanks not to us yeah that's called flat t- tent pole dates sick um all right so anyway let's get to today's topic i loved i loved uh and thank you dan for making that that post i know he's gotten a couple comments already with people discussing um a little bit in depth of how they deal with uh kind of eliminating a lot of their content to find and pick the best pieces of media um like for instance when you're picking you're building your website it's hard to decide what content you want to display on your website because this is the best content that represents you as a creative um so for example, if you're a photographer and you're trying to pick your top you know, 30 images that best explain what you're capable of doing, um, what kind of content you can create, uh, what projects you like to work on, what, what moods you like to create, all that, all that comes into play. So it, it's very difficult to pick this out and a lot of the times you'll see websites uh, with people that just have shit tons of media all over the place um, because they're afraid to like limit it. But sometimes, um, depending on who your clients are, who you're trying to attract with your, with your work, uh, simplicity is key. Um, finding a way to narrow it down to like making it more about this is what I do. This is what I'm really, really good at. Some of us like to show that we're really good at a lot of things. So maybe I think outside the box, I know we've talked about in past episodes where we're like, Oh, maybe you create, you know, if maybe your whole vibe is doing landscape photography, but your clients are around food. Most of the clients, that come to you aren't going to want to see a bunch of trees and valleys and sunsets and shit. They're going to want to see what your food photography looks like. Otherwise they probably won't hire you. Um, so you have to be, you know, very conscious of how you're placing your content, understanding who's going to be looking at that and then, and then go from there. But even as, as simple as shooting some stuff and posting on Instagram, it can be hard because you have a carousel with, you're able to post 10 posts within one post. And sometimes people upload 10 of the same photo because they don't know how to pick just one out of those 10s, 10 images that look fire. 
And that I think is kind of problematic. Yeah. I feel like it, it really comes down to like training your eye. I feel like because, you know, the way I look at it for me, it's just like for me personally, it's like, you know, you may go to, a, if you're shooting a, uh, anything, any shoot, right? You come out of that shoot and there, you may have like, you know, a, an album of images that you're delivering or that you care, but like there, if you're really being honest, like there's probably like one to two photos that really stand out to you. Like this is an amazing photo, right? And right. it's about understanding like what's the difference between a photo that's just any like any other photo and a photo that it really stands out and shows like this is like what I'm capable of, right? Mm. And when creating a portfolio, you want more of those, like the standout images and less of just, oh, this this photo has freaking whoever right. and, and that's I'm gonna throw it in there because it shows I shoot this like and we even did it in our live stream one time some guy had us just to review his site and we were like he maybe had 50 images on there and we were like I think that you should cut this down to your best 20 because I would rather have personally I would rather have and if I'm talking about a portfolio site but anything else I would rather deliver to an artist 10 amazing photos than 25 photos where like 10 of them are okay and 5 of them are like eh maybe that's out of focus maybe like something's off the composition is slightly off or or you know it's underexposed you know what I mean well it's overstimulating so if you're if you you have to when you're creating you have to think of the the person that I, I don't want to just say client because a lot of us don't care if it's f- some stuff you're making just for fans or or for your own personal needs or for specific reasons. You're creating it for someone, right? You don't want to overwhelm them with a bunch of shit. And a, a lot of the time I feel like people feel... I remember when we, I was looking for someone to shoot in New York, like a BTS person I wanted to hire for in New York. And so everyone was submitting their reels. And I remember one reel it had a ton and a ton, it was tons and tons of radio footage um, that they worked into their reel. And I know why they did it because it's like, hey, look, I've shot all these famous people, um, which is awesome. Like, yeah, you got to shoot all these famous people that were on radio shows and this must've been one of the cameramen that were shooting the interviews or something. And they made that part of their highlight reel, but it was a bunch of just stagnant, very low level shots because it's just interview footage. There's only so much you can do with it unless it's like, interviews from a documentary it's not that appealing to someone that's looking for someone that can document content outside of just like you film someone in a room and when it was three-fourths of the video was all of these shots it was like hey look at all this star power all this people like the clout of it but that's not what's attractive some people get confused and they think that they need to put like just because you shot you were, you were in a nightclub and you got a cool photo of fucking two chains <laughs> Uh, or a photo, not, I'm not even going to say cool photo, a photo of two chains. It may be trash. It may be that you had to boost the ISO all the way up and it's grainy as fuck and uh, the colors are trash and honestly his face, his lips droopy or some shit and he doesn't even look good, but you're posting it solely because you're like, I was by two chains and you want everyone to know that you're around someone cool. That shit can hurt you. You know what I mean? That's you're overcomplicating the system because it's no longer about the art. It's about the clout of who you're around and that shit. No one really cares. The people who really are going to hire you or the people that really are going to understand your talents as a creative. That's not what we're looking at. You know what I mean? Like that's not what a client's looking for. Yeah. If you're around that person and you're starting to get really iconic photos with that person, that's different. If they open up to you and allow you to take like vulnerable photos of them, it's completely different. But if you're just like snapping off shots or I just, I shot a show, I I shoot shows and you're always in the pit or you're always from the crowd. It's always the same shot from far away. And I don't even know who the fuck is on stage, but to you it's like, well, that's Steve Aoki or that's whoever, you know what I mean? 
Guns N' Roses. It's yeah. like, yeah, but if we can't really, it's it's not really artistic. You I know think I, mean? I think the I honestly I really think this uh, this that the selection is more important if as important if not more important than the shooting itself, right? Because you shoot a million images, right? But you could you could hand I could hand you an album and I could hand me an album and we would we might pull create color different photos from it, right? And like depending on your eye and my eye, we'll come out with different stuff. And like, you're saying if I edited a photo, like a, a if, rack of photos and you had, yeah, the, same and we had photos, the same photos, we'd we would come out with different, different things yes. because you might like X and I might like Y I might crop it different. You mm-hmm. might add this, you might decide to go black and white. I might just go color. You know what I mean? And that's part of the art of it. But it's like that selection process is so important because, uh, especially if you're shooting artists, but any client, anything that you hear, you have a subject, mm-hmm. like the difference between a bad photo, like just an okay photo and a great photo is like, your composition is like two inches off or their hand is like a, a man's hand is like looks strong as opposed to them looking like their wrist is out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Limp Where like weak. limp or like a girl, uh, like a girl, her neck is down and as opposed to her looking up or the mic being straight in front of their face and it being down, like there's so many different things. Right. And that is difference. That's the process of selection. You, mm-hmm. The shooting has been done, right? Right. You have 500 photos. Now the selection process determines what type of, image you're showing to your like on your portfolio you're showing on your instagram or whatever right and like train like i said earlier like training your eyes super key because um when you're if you're putting 50 photos on your portfolio you're showing them a range of your skill right so if there's photos in there if there's amazing photos in there and there's also photos that are eh, your message that you're sending to the to like whoever's looking at your instagram or your portfolio or whatever it's like oh okay like these are dope but these are kind of eh, right and also the range of um opportunity that you've been a part of right. like if 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 a majority of your work is from one event so you got to shoot one show cool so you got five good photos cool but how come you haven't been allowed to shoot other shows like where or how come you've only shot one model but you're saying you're a model photographer you know what i mean you right. show a range and quality across the board like to show that you've really been committing to it you've really put in the time and effort right like yeah i want to i want to put a, a caveat to that though because I feel like um, that kind of lends people to just, oh, let me throw two chains in there because I shot them one time and I only have a couple of shows in this. Or We always talk about music, but let's say someone else. Like, I have one really great portrait shoot, but I'm going to throw a couple of these that, are, that, I, that aren't amazing because I want to show variety, right? But sometimes if you're just starting out, like I remember when I started my website and I had only done a couple because I just started, yeah. it's like, cool, that's what it is right now. Yeah, and right. then next time I get more, I'm going to add my best ones from that. And it's a, it's a collaborative process that keeps going and you have to keep working. So it's like your portfolio is always evolving. You know but that's I mean? not what I was saying. I was saying the, the, that is what I'm getting right, at so is that you want to continue to evolve, but you also want to showcase the ability right. that you've done several things, right? Because if I go to your page and I only see one show and it's cool content, but it's one show, I can maybe sniff out you're new. Right. You have little to no experience because you have not had access and you're not showing me that you've had access to other things. Access means uh, you've been taken serious, you're trustworthy. You, there's a lot of things with that you're seen, working. People want to see you're, you're working. Yeah, if you're working and you're being continued to be booked and, and hired or whatever it is, or you have access to shit, there's it validation shows, in that. It, yes, it's absolutely your co signed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I was getting at that. But right. yeah, totally. So say you start off, say you're brand new and you're trying to figure out how you can identify or showcase that you're talented, right? A, you don't you don't just need to showcase the jobs that you've gotten paid to do, right? You can go out and create content on your own. We uh, will Morgan Cooper's interview be out by this point, or is that coming out this Sunday? It'll be out next week. Coming up. All right. So 
Actually, no, excuse me. Yes, it'll be coming up this so, Sunday. By the time you're listening to this right now, this upcoming Sunday, we are releasing an interview with Morgan Cooper, an amazing director, mm-hmm. DP director. And he talked about, uh, damn, I just lost my train of thought. Here's, here's what he said. This is my one of my favorite quotes. But do you know where I was going with this? Yeah, okay, I know where good. he's going for it. So he said, uh, he said, so he always, like, he, he made his career, you'll hear, it's such an amazing story, off spec work. Spec work, so spec he, work yes. he was a He was a commercial DP, right? And he's working consistently and being successful, creating paid work, right? right? But the work that really took him to his next level and really showed, like, really showed uh, agencies, clients, studios that he could create films, because he wasn't being hired to shoot films, but he wanted to be hired to shoot films, so he made a film. And the, the, the thing about that, as he said, is, like, you're, you have to invest in your portfolio. If you have a great portfolio, you can make money forever. So like he always cared about creating things to show his skills and his capabilities and the things that he was passionate about. Exactly. Because he knew that investing in that would prov- provide him opportunities in the future. So what, he, what Ben was saying is the same thing. as like if you want to be hired for something and you don't have work, to show it create your create own create work that shows that you can shoot that type of stuff in this instance morgan created uh, uh, out of his own investment he invested twenty thousand dollars to make his spec idea which ended up becoming a super viral sensation it was the fresh prince of bel-air remake mock trailer basically of right. what it would be like in today's society I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, go look it up. But he made that out of his own will to create an interest in creating. And that, to him, was spec work. I'm not saying you have to spend 20 racks on an idea, but I've you know when it comes to that, he did it. And then that ultimately led him to get signed. Right. And, an also, and also, again, to bring it back to Selects, to, sele- to Selects type topic, I think there's probably a million projects that he shot himself that he doesn't put that on his doesn't Vimeo. Put on, yes. That he doesn't put on his site, right? Because he's very particular about what am I showing to people that is going to represent what they think of me as an artist. Right. Right. We, I've, you know, I've shot event recaps. I've shot behind the scenes for stuff that I'm not going to post on my Instagram. I'm not going to put my website because I don't want that. That doesn't need to be a representation of what I want well, to do also, or what I can do. You it's know also I mean? what you're trying to what you're trying, what trying to get hired for. Yes, right. Exactly. So, so if you put a bunch of if you put a bunch of fucking wedding videos on your thing, you're probably gonna get hired, hired for, for wedding weddings. videos. You talk you know about I mean? this in Instagram is your resume and all Absolutely. That stuff. But that's that I think is it is awesome. And when you talk about the idea of like I'm not uploading some of those projects, that goes into like the next to- uh, point that we wanted to make, which I when we were doing Chris's doc, and I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before, we mm-hmm. were doing Chris Brown's doc, we brought in our homie Joey McFarlane who produced Wolf of Wall Street and he sat down and watched the film which I thought was crazy that he was in the room and shit and that they knew him and all this stuff and I was like damn he's such a you know that movie's so fucking sick and uh, anyway we sit down he watches the film and it was probably we had finished like the whole cut and it was probably like an hour 20 minutes or, or an hour and 40 minutes or something I can't remember what the total runtime was but he watches it loved it and then his first note was um, remove all this stuff. He's like, just get rid of that. You don't even need that whole section. Get rid of this interview. You don't need that. And he started just cutting it down. And we're like, yo, what the fuck? And it started trimming, 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 trimming. And he's like, you got to kill babies. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Sounds morbid as shit. And he's like, you got to kill, this is your baby. You have to like every single section of this film is your baby, but you have to let those go and you're going to have to kill some of those babies to make the best product possible. I still, it does, the whole saying doesn't really make sense. I called Andrew about yeah, it. When I say that, it like let this. me explain it. Let me explain it. So kill, the reason why it's kill babies is because we're all, so 
there's things in your portfolio, there's videos you make, there's photos that you shot, that you've edited or whatever mm -hmm. that you have in your portfolio, on your Instagram, whatever it is. And we're all super emotionally attached to our work, right? Because we've shot it, that moment means something to us. We've spent so much time on it, right? Yeah. And it's hard to be like, I'm gonna take it off my site. I'm gonna take that off my profile. No, that shot's not gonna go in the video. Even if I love, even if I love this shot, it's slightly out of focus, so I can't put it in the video. That happens. That's happened a ton of times, hasn't it? Or you shot something and it's like this photo is amazing, but there's just there's a hand that's in the way, or yeah. there's you know what I mean. And you, the killing babies is the idea of like, even, there's things that you're attached to, but if it doesn't, I'm if it's not gonna make the final product, <laughs> if it's not gonna make the final product better, literally ditch. Yeah, the title of the thing. I know, thing. And I know, I know. I'm trying to say I, no, I hear, I, yeah. we all understand it. This is our baby. You don't want to get rid of it, but sometimes you have to to make it better. No matter what, when I still think about it, I'm like, there's got to be a better saying for this shit because yeah. I don't know why you used it, but when you what, think about you know it, it's what? like, you still can't make it make sense. Like, even though, yeah, I do need to kill babies to make it better, do I need to get rid of my babies to make it better? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> being, you're just, you're being so literal right now. I know I am, I know I am. But overall, it, and he was fucking right, okay? So we started eliminating some of these chunks in the film. Uh, and this is the best part about my takeaway from this. And this is what I hope happens to you is I hated that he told us that. He told me some of my favorite parts of that film had to go because it was too long or it was too fluffy or it, was just, it felt like a filler or whatever the reason was. Get rid of this, get rid of this, try it, just try it. And I was like, dude, why the fuck he makes you know he makes Wolf of Wall Street and come in here and tell us that. Yeah, I've spent 10 days on this. I spent like, fucking 10 months and so we cut those parts out and this is my favorite part is that now since then i do not remember what we removed it was so good in the moment but after cutting it the film got even better and i do not remember what was there before we removed it i cannot unless i open up the project and go back fifty thousand sequences before i have no idea what was there that i was so obsessed with but no matter what the product still ended up becoming a product. It's the same, it still had the same objective and it ran smoother. And so that suggestion helped a lot. And when you when it comes to like creating content on multiple different levels, whether it, it's as simple as just uploading five photos from a shoot into your Instagram, or if it's a documentary, or if it's a music video, or, or you're shooting shows, whatever it is, sometimes you get rid of some of the illest shit that you think is the illest shit um, and you hate getting rid of it or a client asks you to get rid of it and it sucks to do it. But at the end of the day, the content overall that you have is still going to stand out. And the idea of getting rid of certain things is going to help elevate the pieces that you leave in. So instead of having five and you show two, those two pieces have to be the illest pieces possible. We just went to school with you show. I have like 15 clips that I could easily post in my shit, but I multi-purpose those clips. There's clips that are great that I gave to certain people and then those people can share that on their shit. It might not work on my thing. I had to pick what were my favorite one or two things so I don't bore my audience with a bunch of the same shots from the same show. Even though I have tons and tons of content, there's so much more shit that exists there. But you can use that for other stuff. We're gonna use it for a recap video that Slim will have and I can use it for fucking later purposes if I wanna share more shit later. But like, I don't wanna sit here and just flood my feed with a bunch of clips that are, I like from the same exact show, you know what I mean? Like how do I, how do I eliminate certain things just to highlight the best shit? And then those clips are going to be something that people are like, wow, this shit's fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. Holy fucking shit. This is crazy. It's about that. Like, and that's also like, there's also a ton of clips that someone might think are really tight that you didn't export because mm -hmm. you're like, nah, this isn't at this level. Yeah. Like there's a level that 
you know what I mean? And that's part of training your eyes. Like there's a bunch of clips that you have that are dope probably, but you're like, those aren't good enough. These are the best ones. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that part of it's like leaving those out is like, yeah, they're cool, but they're going to drag down the rest of these. Right. You know, like, like we said earlier, like I would, you would much rather send, I would much rather send five amazing photos or clips or videos or whatever. And know that there's a ton of others and we'll get to this like the process of this in, in, in our third point then keep then just keep a bunch and then have it be like a mixed bag you know yeah and sometimes sometimes people may like a client may tell you like hey send me loads i right. want i want a lot to pick from and then i can pick through my selects like go through and kind of clean them all up and do that it sucks because it's a lot more work for you and you but at the same time they may look at it and be like oh this is cool or you send them a black and white version a color version a fucking sepia version <laughs> if you're doing sepia please stop yeah you just throw in a bunch of sepia looks <laughs> and then and then they can be like yeah i like this one in black and white i like this one in color and that's that's giving that person full control of your look but also if you go and just say this is what you get like here is your this is what i do now you've made sure that your creative is intact fact that they only get to pick from your creative right and then that that's also a way to leverage your work and and allow you to kind of stick your gun stick to your guns as far as like what your creative is um but you're like these are this is what i'm giving to you and this is what i believe is the best so right. you know and then they may come back and you go you'd go back into your selects and you're like all right i'll, I'll send them like maybe these right. couple if they want more yeah. but usually it's like you like what i would try to go for is like what i'm putting up and what I'm sending is like absolutely the best stuff. If it's not meeting that standard I have, then I'm leaving it because I want the entire package to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like I they don't even know what what existed because it, you haven't sent it to them. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think something else that's like funny, like when we were on tour would be it, it, like the process of us creating these micro clips from tour. It, it, we would literally get done with the show, start going through all of our selects, pulling all of our favorite shit, then going back to our favorite shit after we pulled it from all the footage that we got that night, um, and go through it and try to see if a if we made a if we made the right decision. You know what I mean? You're like, I my process was I'd pull a clip and be like, oh, this is a hard little like three second moment, lift it up to another line in the sequence, and then move on. And then I come back and I'm like, man, that shit's not as tight because I've seen now that you know, later into the show, I got an iller version of that, whatever, pick all those top clips. And then I'd make those into like 15 options. And then we'd show like Quasi and Lauren be like, yo, what do you think of these? And then they were the ones that they're the client, right? So they're the ones making the choice for Beyonce. And they'd be like, yeah, um, this one's dope. Uh, and they look at them and we're always, it was like a game for me and Dave. Cause they're the, like they might, they're not going to pick all of the, all of the ones that we think are great. And if we've narrowed it down to 15, those are 15 bangers. And then you really want those bangers to go live. And then they might just not be feeling dance moves that day or a fucking uh, shirt or they'll be like, nah, we've shown too much of that dress, but it might be the illest version of the dress. And sometimes you're just like, fuck, and you have to let it go. And I think it, it's hard for people to learn that because you're not used to it, especially as a freelancer or if you're creating for yourself, to have someone tell you no um, or to, for someone to see something different than you do. But it's not always a bad thing, and, and that's the art of teamwork. Um, so when polling selects, like, you have to think that, you know, is this the best thing that's going to represent me? Is this the best thing that my client's going to want? Right. You know what I mean? There's yeah, like all it's kinds. Big, it's bigger than you sometimes. Like yeah. The selects are bigger than you sometimes. But also, the I like the last point that you had. Yeah, so the last one is, the last one, this is more about a process, the process of it, because part of what um, our boy Dan was talking about is like, he says it takes him way too long to cut him down, which I feel, feel it's t- tough. Uh, he goes through his galleries and he takes way too long and he doesn't know how to like make, how to really just break it down and mm. get, to the final batch right and part of that is really just letting go 
quickly. Like being able to just look at it. Is this one of my best? Is this one of the best? No. Like, is this going to drive the entire, if we're talking about portfolio, is this photo going to drive the entire portfolio up? Is it making it better? Is it showing if, have I shown this type of photo a million times, this exact same close up portrait or whatever, have I shown this wide shot a bunch, like this type of shot, right? Is it going to drive the entire picture upwards? If not, is it my best photo? Is it in focus? Is the composition right? All these little things you have to be like, you have to trust your gut. Is this going to be in the final cut? No, let it go because not, the photo's not going anywhere. The it's going to, you still, you still have it. Right. You can still use it. You can still put it up later if you want. But especially if we're talking about situations where you have to turn it around, like mm-hmm. we're talking about Q show, it's like I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, there's maybe, maybe there's a thousand photos I'm going through and I'm hitting a five on any, on the ones that give me a gut feeling like this photo's tight. Boom, five, keep moving, five, five, five. There's a million photos in there that I could probably finesse into something cool. Like, man, I w- like the shot is awesome, but I look at it and I'm like, there's something off. Like either the artist, like they don't, they're not, their position's not correct. Or like, you know what I mean? The, or is this not like an attractive photo? Yeah, the, the photo, there's some, the, it could everything, be. The fire's going off in the background, the fucking lightning, lightning's striking in the, in the sky and all this shit, but if the artist looks fucking stupid, yeah, exactly. that shot is a no-go. And it sucks. But that's but the thing too. It and that, it, when you have to let learn to let it go, it's like, you you know we all whatever burst mode cool you're in the you're in the moment you ex, you're anticipating the moment and right. that does happen you fucking the pyro is going off the smoke's going off he's he or she is jumping in the air or something crazy is happening on scene and you you've been waiting all day for this shot you fire off thirty fucking frames and you're so excited because you know you got the thing you even saw in the viewfinder shit look cracking yeah, during the show yeah. and you get back and you realize everything's a, a little soft mm-hmm. or their facial de- expression is just not dope. It's, or the, or it's the, fi- the fire super overexposed or, or yeah. whatever. Or you hunt, like they look like they hung out the window of a car going 90 and you're just like, eh, do will they care? Now you're starting to try to like but decide I love, if but that, I love this yeah, shot. But they'll, they'll understand the shot's so cool that no one's going to look at their face. Yes. Everyone's going to look at their face. Those are automatic snips and it sucks because you're like, damn, I, I had it or it was so close. Or if, if I just had had a millisecond more uh, before I fired off, I would have gotten the right, you know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Those are just those days or those are those times where you just have to say, fuck it. It's over with like that shot On just the doesn't one. work. On the next one. Yeah. I, I remember even early, like I would lose shots when we were in Europe and I would get like an ill shot of Jay-Z going like bah, bah, whatever he's doing with pyro and shit. But all you see is because the way the angle was, I, I realized don't ever shoot that angle again because the the stadium would be set up and then oh, you know yeah. behind the stage there's those empty seats. Yeah. Since it was day, you can see all these empty seats. So then it looks like Jay's got no fans. But right. the it's angle just doesn't the cut show off, you the cutoff stadium part of the show. Yeah, it's no literally no one's allowed to sit there, and right. so you don't see the ninety thousand other people. And I was like, fuck, like that shot just doesn't. It's an illest shot of him. If I could fucking mask him out and put him in front of like a blue sky, <laughs> it'd be lit. But yeah. like, I can't. So yeah. it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think I like letting go quickly is so important and, and you just have to understand that there's more opportunity to create and you'll have that it's coming you just have to fucking keep it moving and pick out your favorite shit and try to just capitalize on those those micro moments that you have um you shot shoot a thousand photos and you come up with eight right you know what i mean that's it no one wants to see a thousand photos from that show and even on even on tour like legit i would be happy on tour we shoot in a two and a half hour show right and we're talking about shows because it's a good uh 
it's a good example of like having a bunch of things and having to cut it, to mm-hmm. cut it right we, we, we shot 48 shows we're shooting a two and a half hour show we're coming we're shooting 50 gigs of footage every night right and I would be happy if I came away with like we would come away sometimes with like three four but sometimes just like one really banger moment like yeah. banger clip that we would get to share or whatever that was like that represented that city and like I was happy with that because you're not coming away with a million you know right. what I mean like they all worked we were exporting 10 15 a night and they're, they're awesome but like in terms of like the ones that I would select to show people is like one per show and I think a great example of this is like Andrew Whitey if yeah. you go to his site he shot all 48 shows amazing photos of every show and he cut all 48 to like a really tight edit of like 25 30 or something right because he's very finite with what he's sol- choosing he's, to put on his site that's probably 50 or a hundred thousand images that he shot on that whole tour and right. he narrowed it down to 50 right that's How, crazy however much it is but like to him it's like this this is what i want to represent the entire tour love it and imagine how many photos he shot you know so it's just the photos could be amazing they're up they serve their purpose but he let them go and just be like these are the ones that need to represent me you know exactly um so again people again the art of picking selects it's not easy it's a bitch it's a fucking bitch it's a motherfucking bitch um if you got fans that'll you know want to see all your shots you're doing something right but no one wants to sit through you know what selects though you know what the photos you know what selects especially for video Could you imagine if the carousel let you do unlimited everyone's I'm like so hey guys check out all this check shit check out my 50 things but people like used to do that on Facebook all the time remember on Facebook it was like all the girls would make albums that were like living like it's there's <laughs> living like there's no tomorrow summer 2001 or right. whatever high school yeah and 2009. just a photo every single thing they've ever done that yeah, whole summer it's just like fucking the grilled cheese sandwich and then them like trying to get sun and look like they got the beach bod dialed and you know, you know, for Life. me, like the the thing that selects the thing that sucks the most, but you just have to kind of embrace it, especially for video. Is like, video sometimes like for a shoot, it sometimes takes me like a full edit day, like not a full edit day, but like a solid edit day. For what pulling selects? Yeah, yeah, just right. pulling selects and setting up the project that takes a full day. That's like the hardest. That's why people have assistant edit- right. editors and like that's the. Mo- yeah, it takes so much. It takes so much time, but it's so necessary. And like being that selection process that he's talking about in the post is like, like trying to bang through that. But at the end of the day, like doing that sets up the project better. It sets up everything you're doing better because you're like, you have to, like even when I'm doing photos, like I'm trying to get the selects done so I can everything that's clouding my vision of like what photos I actually like can I can kick them. And know? that's why I always like anytime I'm hiring someone to edit, it's. The, the job of an editor is to go through everything like you need to know everything that exists whether it's videos or photos like you need to know that everything is there all the opportunities you go through and pull those selects like try to identify like all the best moments possible because it's easier you just know it's there and you can go to it later and, and revisit it or find it or if you use something and someone comes in and like yeah but do we have a better version of this was there wasn't there one weren't you i saw you there <laughs> when the fire went off and the lightning was shooting you're like yeah but unfortunately the lightning when is the lightning shooting i don't know i'm just thinking of a dope ass <laughs> outside show that we'd all love to and shoot and the lightning strikes can you imagine was- getting a lightning strike and a fucking posse jump by the artist <laughs> uh, all three migos in the air and the fucking flames <laughs> at the same time it's and like light lightning strikes like perfectly in the background one of those fucking taylor cut films birds are flying through the scene <laughs> shit too <laughs> it's just the best photo on earth uh all right as you know we always end our morning roast with the question of the day from our patreon community so if you uh want to have a chance to have a tough question answered on the podcast sign up now and join the homies.com and ask your question in our private discord channel um the, the question of the day is from a boy nick 
He said, uh, this goes with the morning roast from the other week, but what's a realistic goal you had for 2019 that you didn't hit? And what are you going to do differently in 2020 to hit that goal? Um, did you have time to think about this? Do you have it? Do you know anything that you didn't hit that you want to hit next year? There's a bunch. Um, He's referring to the episode that we did. Uh, we did an episode of preparing for 2020, talking yeah. about like, you know, creating a journal, setting like setting legit goals and a bunch of different aspects of your life. Right. I have a bunch I didn't hit. Um, and a lot of that comes down to like, uh, you know, I'm going to do a better job next year of updating my goals halfway through the year because there's a lot of goals that I had at the beginning of the year that no longer like I was no longer going in that path like halfway through the year, you know? Right. Like for example, like if I said I wanted to go another tour at the beginning of the year, but like halfway through the year I realized like, oh, I'm not, a tour is not, I'm not happening, like tour is not gonna be one of my goals this year. Then that goal note is outdated. I feel like random, but one of my goals is I wanted to start investing financially, like create an IRA for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said that was a 2020 goal that I had that I didn't do, but still have time to complete before the end of the year. But that'll definitely yeah, be a 2020 goal. goal. 2019 goal right um i i yeah like as we talked about in that that episode i didn't do like a goal list for the year but what my goal was and i said it as we were wrapping up touring and shit like that i was like i really want to get home and try to be consistent with the podcast um which we did a great job on uh i wanted to make more youtube content outside of the podcast and we kind of dipped in that but we we didn't do anything that was consistent yet but now as we go into 2020 we've rerouted that goal and, and we're really focused on like the in the field series and trying to build that up. Um, we've been shooting a lot so that we can hopefully do like a, se- a proper season of that starting out the year. Um, that's like one of the main goals, but also to do a vacation. I said, I want to do that in 2019. I didn't do that. And I just booked tickets to go to Hawaii next year. So me and Lauren are going to do that shit, which is dope. So I guess that's it. But did any of you guys have any goals that you didn't knock out in 2019 that you're putting on the list for 2020 and how are you going to, actually do that shit this year like what are your fit like for me i need to go on vacation the way i could do that is literally pay for a flight that makes it a pain in the ass to get the money back if uh if i don't go and just block out dates and i'm telling every client and anybody i'm no i'm not fucking here during that time you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's like my action so i'd be interested to hear in the comments like what you guys are doing to uh prepare for 2020 and, and knock out some of those those things that you might not have gotten knocked off your list in 2019 but also, uh, I want to give a big shout out to everyone who leaves reviews on the podcast on iTunes. Each review helps us reach new creators. We like to highlight the best reviews um, each week and send uh, Black Window Cream stickers to those BWNC members who drop those reviews. Um, so if you want a chance to win some free Black Window Cream stickers, you got to drop a review right motherfucking now. Today's review is from Ike Got Juice. <laughs> it's a tight ass name. What is that? Like, is that your, is that like, if it's on Apple Podcasts, does that mean that's his iTunes? No, you can pick your name. Oh, damn. I don't think dope. you have to put your like real profile or whatever. It'd be tight if that was his iTunes ID. I got juice. I got juice. All right. Best podcast on the planet. I just want to let the Black Window Cream team, I just want to let the Black Window Cream team that I'm super grateful for the podcast as well as the Facebook community. The gems from both are incredible and it's awesome to hear real stories from real people. Thank you for sharing and creating a platform where we can be inspired, educated, as well as share all aspects of the industry. Much love. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Ike, make sure to DM us on Instagram and send us your address so we can send you out some stickers. We're going to be sending out everyone's stickers before the holiday ends. Uh, 
We're a couple of weeks behind, so we're going to package those up and send them out. We appreciate it. All right, that's it for this episode of The Morning Roast. Make sure to check out our latest episode with Schoolboy Q's DJ, MacWap. Um, that one just dropped. And definitely stay tuned for this Sunday where we are going to be interviewing or drop our interview with Morgan Cooper, the filmmaker. Uh, motherfucker is a beast. This episode is one of our favorites, so definitely make sure to tune in to both those. Um, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We will see you in a few days, you bitch. <laughs>